Here we go. Welcome to Porch Club Podcast. I am your host, Jess, and today with me on my couch, I have Sam Damagala. Hello. Hello. Oh, oh, ma'am. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really liking your setup here. I just feel very, like, um, so chill. Like, I could easily close my eyes, but I'm not. We're going to have, like, a really good conversation. <laughs> I'm just going to be in a mellow mood, no anxiety, just, like, totally chill vibe, because I feel like that's... Definitely the fun vibe I get when I come in here. Hell yeah, I love that. You look like you could fall asleep. She's like laying down. She's half laying down on my couch. I feel like I'm just going to take a picture. Chrissy, like kind of crisscross applesauce. Yeah, this is going in the post now. <sighs> Sam, it's so good to have you here. It's so good to be here, especially <laughs> after our first effort of doing a podcast. <laughs> um, do you want to give the background? Oh, yeah. We So we tried to record this a couple of weeks few weeks ago at sam's house and she just bought a puppy well i don't know a couple months ago now right yeah it's been like two months and uh i think we recorded like two weeks ago but i thought it would be fine because i thought he'd totally be chill and like kind of minding his own business but half the time he was crunching on jess's recording equipment (laughs) and i don't want him to break anything um but he was just a lot to handle, so I felt like half the time I was like, oh my god, I literally have to like move and take care of him every second. And Jess is just so relaxed. She's like, no, it's fine. Like, yeah, we can like pause as much as you want. And I just, at a point, I was just like, yeah, this is not going to work. And she's like, <laughs> she, I think she knew right from the start it wasn't going to work. So thank you for um, entertaining me. I mean, I got to play with the puppy, so it was still the best time ever. Uh, and I'm happy to have you here in my home, and my landlords are gone for the week, so there's going to be absolutely no background noise. It's going to be glorious. This might be my first episode without any background noise. The only background noise, I think, is just me farting, so. <laughs> I welcome it. Okay, cool, cool. It's for the character. Yes. Um, okay, well, so for you, the listener, those of you who don't know Sam Damagala, she's kind of a buffalo legend. Um, she is also known as the roaming buffalo art artist the the man the myth the legend behind the roaming buffalo art um which honestly i like you're one of the best artists in buffalo shut the fuck up i'm so serious i'm so honored to have you not only as a friend but as a guest on this show you're funny you're really funny um don't make the air go to my head it's something (laughs) i definitely do cherish um hearing all of that it feels weird because i i never really like um it's funny. I'm like a words of affirmation kind of girly, so mm-hmm. I definitely love hearing that. But when people talk about my art, I'm just kind of like, yeah, like, thank you. Sometimes I don't like, I don't compliment myself enough on my stuff, but it's it's definitely a vibe. And I feel like you're one of the friends that if I see something artsy, not necessarily my stuff, but like somebody else's, I'm just going to like, yeah, I think Jess will like this. So like the um, I saw you uh, hung out those two pictures that like I stumbled across on the Internet and I just thought they fit you very well. So I'm obsessed with it. I also really respect that you're just you're just very you share a lot of other content by other artists and you like share other local artists to your page. And I love that you seem to put like community over competition because I know that can be hard to do as an artist. Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure you've probably experienced that as a photographer too. Um, but everybody's got their own style and it's more about, yeah, that collaborative effort, seeing everybody more as like an asset rather than 
somebody who's going to outshine you in the art and like the art world. Um, I'm sure that could be said for all different like mediums and stuff, but I know that there are like what I focus on primarily is watercolor, but a lot of Buffalo architectural places. I started off back in like 2013, 2014 doing like oil paintings of international places. So like stuff you would know, like Brussels, Mm -hmm. um, Amsterdam, Berlin, um, mainly for like after my grandmother passed, um, I went and like took a trip and did all that. And then I transitioned to doing watercolor and that of course stayed with the international theme. But once I started getting this more style that I found like niche, that's when everybody was like, oh, you should do this place, this place, you know, Buffalo. And mm-hmm. like, can you do this one in Buffalo? And although the suggestions are great and they still get plenty, I'm going to only pick out ones that give meaning to me. Not just because I think it's like, a, it is a Buffalo staple, but not mm-hmm. just because I'm like, okay, this will, sell, this will sell really well. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you're keeping like, you're still keeping the enjoyment of it. I, I don't know. Like as an artist, I feel like, if you're only chasing the dollar, it just gets, you get burnout so much faster and it just becomes less enjoyable. But if you keep it special and meaningful to you, then maybe you're able to make it more enjoyable for you while still chasing the dollar. Cause yeah. we're a starving artist. Cause you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. And exactly. I feel like I've heard that term so many times growing up and I'm sure like you've probably heard that in the area mm-hmm. that we've grown up with. It's just kind of, it's been like butchered into our head where it's like, you can't go for that creative, like that creative outlet in college otherwise you've got like x amount of debt Mm -hmm. yada yada and I was like maybe had dreams of going like somewhere like FIT or like if I was gonna pursue an art degree I would choose somewhere local like Buff State but I was like I'm really scared to have that so I took upon myself to get like um a business degree at UB and I thought marketing because that's like the most quote-unquote creative place that you could you know creative outlet of business Mm -hmm. um But it is definitely like a hustle. And I think now more than ever, I've been seeing a ton of my peers and a ton of peers like over the US that have really been able to like set, use their art as a foundation to um, really just be successful, both financially and emotionally. And I think that's like a super important, it's good to have that balance. Absolutely. And I love seeing people be able to make a living or even even if just like a part-time you know financial income I love seeing people make money off of their passions and like use their talent to sustain their life in some some capacity right and I feel like I hated the mindset that I had when I went to school the first time around because I thought I had to pursue something that would you know it's like drilled and I don't know how Mm -hmm. supportive your parents were but like if I wanted to do anything artsy fartsy is a college degree it wasn't that my parents wouldn't be supportive of it but I feel like between like my parents and what they instill in you in school like you just kind of have that mindset of like well I have to get a degree in something that can make me money that I can fall back on even that's if I the base to be. this is the base median income you need to like come out with or like yeah. you should try to shoot for this or even though you really like this let's just steer it towards it's not like they would like discourage you but it definitely was almost like that like if you had to say, oh, I really want to go to school to be a nurse or a doctor, or maybe I can consider doing something, you know, like 
in the nonprofit, like, you know that someone's going to choose, you know, your first, your first ones that you brought up because, yeah. you know, doctor, nurse, those kinds of things. It's like, oh, well, those are needed. But mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people realize the, um, like, we all need a source of art. And I think our life, I don't know, there's just a point, like, I I remember just coming across, like, this type of post that said, like, art is everywhere, art is something that, like, it helps create a healthy environment. And I think we need to be able to step away from that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's like, my parents never discouraged me. In fact, like, you know, my mom probably encouraged it. I was in a very creative, like, I had a very uh, creative childhood, very encouraging Um, my parents were very artsy or very like hands-on with like just being very innovative. Mm -hmm. Um, and my brother, he didn't go to school and you know him and stuff, Eddie, he, but yet he's still able to be very passionate and like devote his life into what he's doing. I love that. If that works for him, that works for him. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm going back to school now finally, but I, I don't have a Remind <laughs> college degree. Yeah, remind me again what you um what you decided was it cultural anthropology? Yeah, it's okay. cultural anthropology, and then I just decided to add philosophy as a minor, and I'm gonna pursue I think a graduate degree in either anthropology or philosophy. And it's so funny because philosophy is like okay, queen. I it's like I think now because I am going back to school at an older age, and because I already do have. You know, I have my remote project management job, which does pay the bills. It's not what I'm passionate about, Mm -hmm. but it pays the bills. So I feel like I have the leniency to go pursue whatever I want. Um, And philosophy, I feel like, is that one subject that everyone's like, oh, go get a philosophy degree and you'll never get a job, you know. But I just, like, I love it. Like, I feel passionate about it. And I feel like I probably want to be a college professor later mm-hmm. down the line. So I'm excited. I'm looking Well, I could it. definitely say, like, I can kind of picture you behind, like, uh, like a college lecture doing, like, 500, like, talking to, like, 500 students being, like, and so, <laughs> yeah, uh, how do you, uh, I don't know how to, like, I'm like nothing, that. I'm not good with philosophy. I don't know. I just picture you as, like, this, like, hot philosophy Ooh. teacher and stuff. You, you better be careful with that though like you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna age so beautifully oh my and God. but like no I, I i definitely see like a lot of great potential in you and i know we've talked about this before of just in general like mm-hmm. the growth you've gone through and it's nice that you now have the ability and like the willingness to take on the load of being in a management role right now while also being educated and mm-hmm. what what are like the parts of philosophy that make you go like I really, like you said, you're really passionate about it. Like, tell me, like, not that, not that you have to sell me, but. (laughs) So this is the fun part. I actually don't even have a good foundation of like textbook philosophy because I've never taken a philosophy class, but I have just always questioned. I mean, I guess I could leave it there. I've just always questioned. I've had so many questions. I've explored a lot of religions and spiritualities and, and, um, leaving like outside of religion i feel like i just have these really big questions about existence and i started to get into like philosophy lectures on youtube and a lot of other people in history have asked the same questions like these questions have been around for thousands and thousands of years so i thought it's really interesting and i love the aspect of it challenging people's perspectives and getting people to be curious about their own life and their own belief structures and that's what i want to do i want to challenge perspectives challenge beliefs (laughs) oh no that's awesome i think of like when you bring that up like uh 
questions that I've thought for thousands of years. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts that talk about like theories and Mm -hmm. oh my God, I literally spent, there's like this YouTube video. If anybody likes like stupid, weird conspiracy theories or common ones, there's the conspiracy theory iceberg. Basically this guy um, from like the highest tipping point of the iceberg that you could see to all the way down in the deep, dark depths. There's basically like nine levels um, from most common to like, most abstract theories that are just at the end of the day at the end of the day it's like oh my god how do people think of this stuff Mm -hmm. and then some of them you're like oh my god that does kind of connect that makes sense um so i don't know if that philosophy will dive into very outlandish theories but i've always been a sucker for listening to that kind of stuff because the always um the what ifs are really yeah it's crazy, honestly. Like, I mean, it made me think my first question in my mind, I was like, do you believe in aliens, Jess? Like, do you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like that's just science at this point. Like, the possibility is way too big for there to not be aliens. I know. Part of the, I was listening to a, another podcast, I think this morning, that actually was talking about how, like, the government would deny these spacecraft saying like oh we don't know this technology when like maybe it is the government maybe they do and they're just like Mm. trying to blame it on say that there's aliens when it's actually the government themselves preparing for a higher technology i don't know interesting i could definitely like sober or like on some sort of um (laughs) some sort of a mental substance to help (laughs) Ease the brain. I feel like I could talk about that stuff for like hours, but yeah, uh, it's wild. So when do you, so do you start, uh, when do you start January 29th. Dang. So soon. Can't wait to be the oldest person in my classrooms. (laughs) No, you're fine. Honestly, it'll just be annoying having to deal with, you know, I mean, then again, they're probably only like a few years younger than us. So yeah, well, some of them are going to be literally 10 years, a whole decade younger than me. Yeah. Which is wild to think about. How old are you now? 27. Yeah. Yeah. When's your birthday again? October 11th. Okay, yeah, because we just passed it. Mm-hmm. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> so, it feels very weird, like, saying that we're 27. It just doesn't feel like it to me. Yeah, like, we're re- like we're reaching 30. I'm actually really excited to be 30. I'm not going to lie. I always thought I'd dread it, Why? but I can't wait. I... It feels like a new... Like, a new big chapter. Like, every year feels like a new chapter, but this feels like... Like, if... I don't know. It just feels like the next big one. And I feel like every, for the most part, every 30-year-old that I know is super confident and they're figuring life out. And I don't, like, they just have this confidence and peace navigating yeah. life. And I mean, even if they don't have it figured out, they still are able to exude that confidence yeah. where it looks like, you know, exactly. that'll probably be me. But I, like... At the end of the day, we're all like little ducks, like swimming on the water, and we look very calm, but underneath we're like treading. So yeah, if that just means that we all got to be like ducks throughout the years, that's fine. But mm-hmm. no, I, I see that perspective. I just, um, do you ever like look back at old photos, like when you were 16 and you were like, oh my God, I was so young. And you like almost remember like a part of your life so vividly, like one special day or moment. I don't know. I'm just, I'm going on a tangent of age i don't know yeah but do you look back on those memories 
and you're like, damn, I wish I could do that again? Or is it more like, oh, she had so much to learn or she had no idea what was coming? Kind of a bit of both. Like, I like this reminds me of, like, growing up being in that long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Mine was, like, five and a half or six and a half years. I don't know. I lost count. Um, but it's the fact of, like, going through that, I could have experienced, like, Maybe like, you know, being like learning how to be like single when I was younger, but I was also very afraid and like very vulnerable. Um, and I was afraid to like physically open myself up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I like got to experience kind of what it's like to be with a partner that might not be the most emotionally supportive mm. or almost like kind of showing signs of abuse yeah not kind of i'm just trying to be gentle about it because i like completely am at a point where i'm satisfied with my life and i'm not like resentful of my past and therefore not bashing a person yeah so it's just it's crazy how much like how your life unfolds um over time and it yeah i don't know yeah (laughs) and you just level up (laughs) yes you gain a lot of experience and and wisdom as you go through these hard times so do you feel like going through that um unfit relationship (laughs) shaped a lot of who you are now and like contributed overall in a better way like a positive way to your life yeah I think it allowed me to realize like the type of love that I need in my life Mm -hmm. both like from a partner both from like families and friends um I think it almost like launched me into being more independent and allowed me to be independent in my arts because I remember like um my ex ended up moving away down to to Louisiana basically to work uh with his brother in movies and he didn't have to go to school for it because he was able to get in because the people he knew Mm -hmm. and um it wasn't really like a mutual agreement like I wasn't gonna move down there it was pretty much just like my way or the highway for him Mm -hmm. um But that's fine, like, that he was at an age where he was wanting to be independent, and I think it was hard for me to, like, really let go, and I remember I was, like, broken up with over text during, um, while I was at the Lewiston Art Festival as a College Alley student. Damn. Yeah. And it was, like, heartbreaking, but, like, at the end of the day, it literally forced me to start focusing on, like, what makes me happy, because I realized, like, when I was, you know, with him... I would work on, like, art in the other room. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that, like, each time I'm doing art now means that I'm not, like, wanting to be involved with someone. But that was my way of, like, kind of coping with peace in an environment. So whether someone else is kind of giving me anxiety or if I need to just kind of, like, let my mind just relax, that's mm-hmm. really where, like, I found myself resulting to or turning to. So Okay. I want to get into this a little bit more because – a few of my episodes now, a few of my guests have brought up this correlation between, like, art and artists and, um, like, depression, anxiety, um, you know, just mental illness, I guess. So do you feel like... Do you feel like you got into art as a way to, like, cope or... I don't I don't know. I, you don't also like, have did, to air did, this did, all were out. You depressed but... <laughs> sh- were you depressed as shit? So you started laying down some paint, a.k.a. your emotions on paper? Um, it's, like, yes and no. I think because as a, a, like, growing up in that environment when you had... When I had parents who were always, like, very creative, it was something that was very inspiring. Like, okay. my 
great aunt, um, Evelyn Gordon, she passed away, RIP. Um, my aunt of, she was really great at watercolor. She was your traditional watercolor artist. And mm. I've always like, she taught me how to do my first self-portrait. She taught me just a lot of things in general, but I could never wow. achieve her style. Um, but I think part of where like, we're definitely like the explosion of exploring uh, different mediums and just trying things out or just being really involved in that was definitely during like hardships. Um, mm. Like with my grandmother on my father's side passing, um, that was really tough. And that allowed me to explore like the beauty of architecture in European countries. Um, and that's where I was able to at least find that now in the Buffalo architecture that we have. Like that's kind of where the merging of the connection is. Um, but definitely like depression and anxiety when they would get the best of me. Like I don't know how you can manage to work from home. Um, when I when COVID hit and my corporate job had to result, they never had result to like moving to remote. Mm -hmm. They never believed in working remote. Like I remember the CEO flat out came to our office and was like, you guys are never going to work from home. And then he, I think, retired. And then a new CEO came in. Then COVID hit. And I remember just kind of being so scattered and having to supervise 10 people remotely mm -hmm. for the first time. And it caused me to have to go to a psychiatrist. Like, I got, I got medicine for, well, I, it turned out, like, I found out probably at, like, I don't know, was it 22, 23, that I had, like, ADHD, and I'm like, well, that fucking makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, my easily, my, my, the ability, not the ability, the amount of frustration or how quickly frustrated I would get in situations, that was, like, a sign of the ADHD. Um, my anxiety and depression, I kind of knew that I had that, kind of was already, like, diagnosed at that anyways, around, like, 17, 18. Mm -hmm. um, but with this new psychiatrist and just kind of, like, uncovering the ADHD he like prescribed me on Adderall um, when I was stressed out working at that corporate job. I was literally like he prescribed me Xanax um, and it's like wow. Xanax for a young adult. Like I would I would take a pill in the morning and I literally would be like a zombie. Oh I would still function. But like now if I was to have one, I would literally be like asleep for hours and hours on end. So I don't know how my young functioning body could actually like handle that medication. But mm -hmm. I remember being on like five or six different medis medicines just all at once. And um, wow. yeah, I know. I'm like literally giving you the full scoop. Um, <laughs> Here for it. But even when I would be like kind of at that point where I was anxious, I never wanted to turn to medicine. Mm -hmm. So I found myself literally, I'm not even going to lie, um, painting during my like work from home job. So that. in the meantime, while I was stressed as fuck, I had people that were like, yeah, like, I would love for you to paint a picture of my dog or like, can you paint me this picture? And it wasn't even necessarily for the money. Mm -hmm. It was for the fact of like, it's allowing me to be very like focused on making somebody else happy while making me happy. Okay. So, and not in like a job sense where I was being micromanaged. So long story short... I do truly believe there is correlation between depression, anxiety, etc., any type of mental illness, and resolving it through the artistic mediums. <laughs> Love that. Okay. I Like, I'm sure it is not every case, but I feel like there is a strong correlation there. And just, like, talking to other artists and like-minded people. Oh, excuse me, phone. I mean, silences. But, yeah, it, it does seem like, yeah, there is a strong correlation there. It's also cool that you had that 
like familial inspiration and like it, it was in, in the family too so you had that and you grew up with it I don't know if I knew that no it was really cool like I will never forget I actually thought about I, I was like I want to get my next tattoo to involve something with my parents because you also you very you encouraged me to like open myself up and like make my body look more creative creative I guess or just Ooh, cute okay um, yeah because society has always pressured me to like in order for me to be successful, don't have tattoos, don't have piercings, mm. nothing. But mm. now I'm just kind of like, I really don't give a shit. I feel um, like that's changing so much. Yes, too. exactly. Um, I know for the better, honestly. People, the most creative people I've known have like the most beautiful and unique bodies. It's it's amazing. Mm. Um, but long story short, like I thought about getting like a tattoo of like a drawing that I did as a kid of like my dad's self-portrait like I remember the colors I used and like the shape and it's not like a legit self-portrait like I'm talking about when I was like six years old and I scribbled the crap out of something and it literally looks like this big semicircle on like a stick figure (laughs) um but I remember when my parents like put it on my father's birthday cake for one of his milestones and I'm like that is like a supportive fucking parent Wow, that's yeah. so sweet. Yeah, and anybody that's known my mom and dad, like, they're they're cool. Like, my dad, he, I bought him, I got Oxford Pundit to make a shirt that said, um, I didn't make the art, but I made the artist because my dad likes to go to every single one of my art shows and just sit and hang out with me. Um, and I'll literally always appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, like, make him a hat that says that and go through my local small business girlies to, like, pretty much like deck him out in things because I think he's a proud proud dad and um definitely shout out to Pops Polly D <laughs> Polly D I always miss him when I go to your shows I always catch Nancy who I also like Sam has the coolest fucking parents ever and I am obsessed with your mom and I'm sure I'd be obsessed with your dad too if I had more time with him. Oh, he's but, cool. Yeah. I feel like you would like. Um, have you seen? Uh, I don't know if you've seen his truck. Like he's always grown up like tinkering with um, trucks since he was like 14. Um, he basically had to be like the father figure of his house when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a 58 Chevy Apache, and he Ooh. let me like de- like paint on it. Oh my um, god! Yeah. No, I feel like you would really like it. One day, I think my, the next photo shoot that I would do for my brand Mm -hmm. like I would want you to help kind of involve something like that I don't know I would have to see I feel like I love working with friends like you because you're able to like make things look special with a photo without just like slapping like a random car in it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. yeah but I really appreciate hearing that um it's cool knowing that other people do agree with me that my parents are nice. Oh, so. uh, yeah, they're the actual coolest people ever. Which doesn't surprise me because they produced the coolest person ever. Yeah, my brother's pretty cool too. <laughs> He's not bad. <laughs> I guess people. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you do have a cool brother. I haven't seen him in ages. Oh, my God. he He's so sweet, but he's also, he's so passionate about beer. Um, yeah. He wanted like three or four books that were all beer related. Like this beer Bible <laughs> And stuff, so I bought him that. That's primarily what he consists of. But, like, you you remember, like, seeing him when he was working at Orange Cat, right? Yeah, I would see him all the time. Shout out to Orange Cat Coffee, my favorite coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. What's your order? Um, I usually go for one of the specialty lattes or the seasonal lattes, but it, I do change it up every time. Almost. I always get their chai. Oh, their chai is so good. Blended chai, but I do it with, like, almond milk or something because their base is, like, just water. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. Um, what's in your, like, what's your deck of cards? Okay, are you, do you want to do this? I kind Should of, I'm just... really curious because you didn't bring them last time, so I really wanted to know. Okay, so I, these are two decks. This one is the Meaning of Life deck, and this one is 52 questions to spark beautiful conversations. I think we're already sense. having beautiful conversations, but it's up to you, whatever you want to pick. So I'm, what I'm hearing is Meaning of Life. What is the meaning of life? Let's see. Yeah, some of these don't make sense, or if they are too complicated for my mind, don't read them, because I feel like I'm going to not give you an intelligent answer. Uh, you, I will read this, and you tell me if you want to answer it or pull another one. All right, Sam. Give up your natural modesty for a moment and sell yourself to me. What are your best features? What's really rather good about you? This thick ass. Um, oh, <laughs> shit. She's not even lying. I'm not good. I don't like selling myself. I want a different question. <laughs> okay. I don't like when people, like when people ask me about my art or like, tell me about yourself. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. You tell me. What are you used to? <laughs> That's fair. Then, you know, let me just take 10 seconds to say on top of that beautiful ass of yours, you are one of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute, too. Um, I was just going to say, you're one of the funniest people I've ever met as she toots into the microphone. <laughs> I didn't toot into the microphone, no, but no, just next the... to it. Yeah. yeah, Next to it. Uh, one of the funniest people I've ever met. You are so, like, you're such a good friend. You're so dependable. You are obviously a very in- amazing, unique artist. You are a wonderful dog mom. You're just, like, such a charismatic awesome person well thank you for selling me i would definitely sell the shit out of you (laughs) 10 out of 10 would be your pimp um (laughs) okay let's see okay oh this one you okay again let me know if you want this one or another one what are your biggest mistakes none i'm just kidding um i don't know like not um like jumping to that like gut feeling sooner you know um kind of like when I was like when I mentioned that breakup and stuff um there was a point where I think I was very impulsive and I still always am but Mm -hmm. I remember like in the car was like I want to break up and then a couple days after that I was like no we're fine um but like I really should have listened to like my young heart to be like okay I think you know that like you're not in a healthy spot and you need to be able to learn how to like move on Mm -hmm. um I definitely, like, at least praise the times that I did actually follow my gut, but it's weird when you have that gut feeling, and then there's almost a time where it's, like, hard to differentiate, like, truly what, like, your gut's telling you versus, like, your anxious, like, overthinking mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so hard. I feel like your mind, your heart, and your gut are very seldom all in alignment. I feel like they contradict each other a lot, especially when it comes to love. And especially when you're young <laughs> and in love. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is there, do you have any mistakes? Um, or what was the question? Yeah. Like, what are your biggest mistakes? Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't position it as a mistake. As we, we were talking about earlier, like being in a place now where we have a lot of gratitude for everything that's happened because we're at, we're happy now. But I do like, I mean, <laughs> I would consider my, my, relationship (laughs) and how do you mind if i ask how long was it uh it's hard to answer i think we were officially together for a year and a half Mm -hmm. 
and then before that we were unofficially together a year and a half which was like a really shaky foundation and start to our relationship and uh, started the insecurities. <laughs> well, I think like, honestly, yeah, that uh, like dating, even just like at a young age now probably is freaking horrible. Mm-hmm. But like, even like just even a few years ago, it was very confusing. It has never felt like it was all, like, it's not, a, it's not like how it was like back Back in the day where you'd get, like, formally asked. Um, yeah. Everything was just kind of assumed until when you asked the question back. Like, I remember, like, at that one point where I was single, I was like, so what are we? And that, that question, you can't propose that question because then everybody, that's when they turn away. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's hard, especially, like, knowing that that is kind of the culture of, like, well, it's cool to just not define. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, that like, we don't have tangent. to put a label on yeah, it. Yeah, but it also, like, we did have those conversations because we, we met in Germany. He was in the Air Force stationed out there. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to be exclusive. Or I never knew this. Yeah, so we met in 2019. And he... It was hard and confusing for me because I didn't start dating until later in life. He was actually my first and only relationship. Mm -hmm. And I am someone who prior, like up till that moment, I had never really experienced what like physical chemistry was. So when I experienced Mm -hmm. that with him, I thought my young heart was like, this must be it because I've never felt this way. I've never felt like this kind of chemistry. So he must be my soulmate. Bless Uh, bless my young heart. (laughs) Yeah. Could could understand, could relate. Yeah. So you know, we weren't on the same page. And I think that was really hard because he didn't want to be in an exclusive relationship um, until he could be in the States with me. And he was also like a very um, sexually active person, <laughs> you know? So right from the start, I had so many insecurities around it and I had convinced myself that I could be okay with this. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my, like I, I wasn't at the end of the day, like I wasn't okay with it, but I was so afraid that I was never going to find anything like mm-hmm. that, that I just settled for dealing with it. And it yeah. created a lot of insecurities from the start. And it was just a very, uh, unstable re- like right. foundation for our relationships. So. But you don't know your boundaries until you actually try or like Absolutely. a conversation gets brought up that you're like, oh, I never really thought about that or, you know, um, like I could really talk about relationships. I could talk about a lot about like the the ins and outs, but I won't. That's, I feel like um, a little bit more of a deeper, deeper thing that I don't know if I feel or private. I don't know. Like I definitely like I'm an open book and Mm -hmm. um, I think I mentioned this before that like I remember in high school, someone like was like, you're an open book. You're so easy or you're so easy to read. I'm like, Mm. at the end of the day, I don't really look at that as like, they probably intended it as an insult, but to me, I'm just kind of like, I don't really have anything to hide. I hate when people, it's nice to put up a wall when you need to yeah. on people, but you don't need to do it to every single person. Yeah. Being mysterious is overrated. <laughs> mysterious can be sexy. You don't have to be sexy. No, you don't have to be baby girl. No, I, I'm, I feel like I'm an open book too. And I don't, I pride myself on that. I mean, not not that, like, you can be private if you want to be private. You can be open if you want to be open. Like, I don't think there's any shame in either or. No. But just, like, take other people's opinions out of the equation. Like, don't be mysterious because you think that's going to make you more appealing. And, like, likewise, don't share everything about your life because you think that would be more appealing. Just do whatever feels right for you. Right. No, and I will say, like, I think seeing you throughout, like, the year, year and a half, it's been, I've almost become very, like, envious of your, um 
the way you're you've been expressing yourself and i know that like instagram can be pretty much a highlight reel for Mm. everybody Mm -hmm. and it's irritating at the same time because it's like I you like no like you truly don't know the shit that people's going people are going through because that's all they post are just positive 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 um but just being able to kind of see like your celebrations knowing that like what you've gone through and seeing like things that I wish I would be able to like have the time have the budget to do Mm. um I definitely like I admire it it's almost like I'm like I'm living vicarious vicariously through you so (laughs) I, I feel that way, I don't I guess with, like, all of my friends. That's what I love about social media. Like, I love, like, I love seeing you doing all your shows. And I'm like, that would be so fun to just do art <laughs> <laughs> and go to shows mm-hmm. and, like, meet all these cool people and other artists. Like, I just, I feel like everyone's got their own exciting things going on in, in their lives. Mm-hmm. And, like, being able to go on social media and see what everyone's up to and celebrate with them from my living room they don't know i'm celebrating with them but i am i'm celebrating with <laughs> I am. I am. but like yeah like you can always even if there's something that you're curious about like wanting to see the little ins and outs of stuff like shit you should always come to a show sometime with me that would be fun but like there's days where it's like a done and like i don't make any money mm. there's days where it's crazy busy and it's like this feels good um and then there's times where i'm like i wish i could go on a trip with jazz that would be really nice but Let's do it. it's just yeah Money and time is tight. That's fair. You have a house. You have a puppy. You. I have a boyfriend. Have a boyfriend. It's I... just a lot. It's a lot of responsibilities, and that's kind of like, not holding me back, but that that's what I'm prioritizing my time right now on. And now with like I think about with you with school, because you almost you've had this long period of you traveling. Yeah. Like, how do you feel? now that you're going to be more focused on the educational and job aspect Mm. like what do you do you feel like you're going to be like almost like internally crying we're not going on trips (laughs) like i hope you don't mind me asking this but no not at all you can ask me anything sam um well i like that you positioned it as like it's not that you're holding yourself back it's just where you're putting your priorities because that's what it is. It's whatever you prioritize. And my priorities for the time being are shifting to mm-hmm. more responsible endeavors like school and work mm-hmm. and replenishing my depleted savings after last year. But um, I feel like I don't, I'm not internally crying because I am almost a little exhausted from this year of travels. And I think I'm ready and excited about a little, a couple years of peace and slowing down or at least one year of it, right? So um yeah no I think I'm looking forward to it and there's gonna be little things here and there like my job is flying me out to LA at the end of January because I have like company meetings that they want me to attend to in person oh nice so um the reserves are sending me to Germany and the UK this year how long there's just like a week in each spot but so like there's gonna be little things but I'm almost like and this is gonna make me sound like an asshole but I'm almost like stressed out that they are doing that. I'm glad that I don't have to spend money and I'm going to be making money this time. But I like I'm going to be working essentially three jobs mm-hmm. and going to school full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those jobs is also full time. So I'm very overwhelmed by my workload mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm just going to be in grind mode this year. So mm-hmm. like I don't even really want to travel <laughs> at all because yeah. that's going to be just adding to a very already full plate. Right. 
But it's going to feel so rewarding, though, at that at that end. You are definitely going to grind yourself into the ground. Oh, like, yeah. That's what I did with, like, the shows and working full-time, like, this year. I've wrapped up this year and reflected, like, all the things that you've done. And, like, you'll look back and be like, holy shit, I can't believe I actually did that much. Yeah. And then you get to treat yourself. Yeah, that's a good point. I am very excited to be sitting here a year from now, hopefully with a degree. I'll hopefully finish my degree by then. And a little bit of money and savings, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and just feel like it was all worth it. And really, I'm excited for that. I'm daunted by the year ahead. But yeah, you did a shit ton of shows this year, I feel like. I said like 14, I think, online. But I feel like I really did 20. It was very hard. It was more of the commissions and balancing that. And then I also volunteer my time at the shop craft in order for me to get more of a percentage of my sales. And that mm. requires at least like eight hours a month so like that's another weekend day that i take yeah. out but yeah i'm burnt the fuck out um <laughs> i definitely like i feel it but i think i'm now learning how to um prioritize my time and saying no is like super fine now like at first it definitely is like giving people that rejection mm-hmm. um whether it's like not taking on more stuff or just kind of not being able to like do something that's outside of my scope because I I really don't feel like doing it. Um, At first it seems like sad when you say no, but now I'm at a point where I'm like, I won't blink an eye. Like I know what's, what's not good for my health. Oh my God. I can't like, (laughs) I'll have to show you. I'll have to tell you outside of this, the story. Um, Just, I'm just really like, I I want people to appreciate or at least know how important it is to support a small business. Mm. And pay the price that they tell you you have to pay absolutely um we talked about pet peeves before but i feel like towards the end of this year i definitely was being really petty um i feel like maybe it's not looking so great as far as like when my customers look at my page but at the end of the day i'm like you need to understand that like i'm just like every other i'm just like another like we're i'm a small business i'm Mm -hmm. not a walmart i'm not an amazon like i can't get you your product within a day yeah um and if you want something quality and handmade, like, it's going to take time. Absolutely. So, yeah. I definitely, like, I have good resolutions for, even though I don't necessarily believe in, like, following them or, like, physically writing down some resolutions. In, my, in the back of my mind, I have some that I would hope to solve or at least get closer to for 2024. I love that. I'm entirely a resolutions person. What What are yours? Like, do you have, how many do you have off the top of your head? So I actually, my friend Ariana sent me this TikTok <laughs> that was write a, uh, 12 of them down. And um, every day leading up to January 2nd, I burn one in the morning. And I, I know this sounds like witchcraft, but bear with me. I Fitting burn- for you. <laughs> yeah. I burn one and I just kind of like sit. I don't know which one I'm burning. I know the ones that I had written down, but I burn one every day and I like send up a little prayer to the universe and I say, I'm burning this intention and I'm leaving it with you. Um, And then the last one I don't burn and I open it up and I read it and that one I have to make happen. Oh, Um, So so it's on me. So 11 of them are on the universe to help me you know, achieve them. And then the last one I really have to work towards and like make it happen. Um, you'll have to share kind of, you don't have to share like 
all of them, but if yeah. you want to share kind of like what one you would be holding on to and like taking control of, like. Well, I don't know. It's a mystery. I don't know which one I'm going to end up with. So all of them that I wrote down had to be like attainable, had yeah. to be something that I could do. So a lot of them were um, uh, finance related, like end the year or like just make X amount of money in one month. Have X, X amount, amount of in money discount. savings. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Um, I think one of them was like sit down and or what was it oh um a couple of them are art related I can't remember but like I wanted to do more with my painting I wanted Mm -hmm. to do more with songwriting and music Mm -hmm. um and then also I, I this isn't one that I had written down but my last guest that I had come on the show his name's Dan he's very I don't even think we talked about this in the podcast episode, but he's very fitness minded and mm-hmm. very inspirational. Yeah. And as like the he left and that night I decided to do an ice an ice bath. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Did you like put your whole neck like under? Or? Um because it's my bathtub, I couldn't get that much, but it, I I got up to like my chest. My I got like half of my chest in the water. And that but it was painful. I did two mm-hmm. minutes and I'm going to do it every week. Next week, I'm going to try for three minutes. I took a cold shower today. Yeah. I did a 30-minute workout yesterday. So, like, I want to start... Good for you for making the time, though, because we talked about, like, wanting to work out more, and it's so good on your body. It's been... Since getting the dog, it's been two months since I've genuinely, like, done a regular workout, and I felt very good at my... uh, on on myself and my appearance, and, like, just physically on the inside, I knew that, like, my body was, like feeling rewarded um i love that yeah it's definitely like right now i definitely feel like shit but i've taken time to like plan to like be more active like i bought these dumbbells for down in the basement for when i need to yeah but like when you like at least try to do to like get your mind focused on like even just doing that one goal of saying like i'm gonna do like 10 minutes of this or 30 minutes of that or like the two minute ice ice bath like Mm -hmm you're going to be like, oh, it was so easy. Yeah, it it always feels better. Like, I feel so good about it after. And so my goal is, like, any kind of movement Mm -hmm. every day. And I've been able to maintain it so far for a month just about now. I've been doing yoga every day, and I just started upping it. So I really baby-stepped my way into Mm -hmm. it. I started with just, like, 10 minutes of yoga, and then I would add more to the yoga routine, and I got it up to 30 minutes of yoga, and then I, yeah, just started like ice baths and cold showers. And now I'm implementing more like of a weight-based um, fitness kind of, I don't know. It's not even like a routine, but I'm just trying to add more to it and work my way up rather than just go like head first. Yeah. You know? So when you, when you say like every day to move, how long? Um, a minimum of 15 minutes, but 30 minutes has been my target. Or mm-hmm. if it's something a little less intensive, like just going on a walk, it'll be like an hour walk. Yeah. But even if all I do is a 10-minute yoga at night because it's been a busy day, that's fine. I've been really graceful with myself. I've also missed a couple of days, and that's fine. I think my rule with myself right now is I'm not gonna I'm not going to miss two days in a row. That's good. And I feel like once we – once weather does tend to get warmer, like – I enjoyed our walk when we went around Delaware Park. Yeah. Now I have, like, another excuse to, like, go out more because of the dog. I need to make sure he moves around. But, like, I know when I'm physically not moving around, it's, like, not fair to my body. And it's also not fair to, like, the dog either. Like, when Mm. I – when even when it was, like, raining yesterday, I was, like, I'm going to wait until it lets up a little. 
me and him, we gotta go for a walk. We gotta get our walkies in. I love that. Yeah. I guess having a dog is so helpful for some kind of movement every day. Yes. And also just kind of being more present. I think one of my like resolutions is to focus more on the moment. It's unfortunate with like having us, I'm sure as you know, having your small business, like, mm-hmm. um, you have to like market yourself and be online and kind of like catch up and like, you're almost like obligated to post every day, which is annoying to be honest with you. Um, but like, it's allowing me to at least it's, it's forcing me to be able to like set my phone down and say, I have a living being in front of me. Like it's not just necessarily my myself as the living being. I have to take care of somebody else. And, um, I'm happy to at least get that forced separation and sometimes I think forcing it is better than just kind of like being loosey-goosey about it. So we'll Absolutely. have to see how it goes. Yeah. Definitely. I think, yeah, having someone or something else to mm-hmm. be accountable for is so helpful. I feel like even just having plants for me helps me in some way. Like, I think taking care of them helps me take care of myself because mm-hmm. it's like some kind of routine and like yeah okay, I, I watered the plants i'm feeling productive now i'm gonna build on this momentum and i'm gonna do some yoga i don't know i feel like plant watering days are my most productive days yeah <laughs> you know how many plants do you have oh god not too many because i don't have the best lighting in this apartment it's pretty dark no so but you still got a decent amount yeah maybe like 10 or 12 but my LA apartment, I had so many plants. It was pretty sunny. I had like at least 30 plants. I don't know. It was a lot. I love that. I love plants. Yeah, but we'll like be able, like in the summer, we can always take them out for get some air, sun. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Whatever. I'll, I'll take them on a walk, walk while you're walking your dog. Put a fucking collar on them. <laughs> yeah, this one doesn't bark much. He's a quiet guy. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. But yeah, any other resolutions in the back of your mind you feel like sharing? Um, really just be present. Um, focus more on kind of like what making myself happy with the people that like matter the most, not necessarily like worry about trying to overextend myself. Mm. I feel like it's better to have like, mm, I don't know how to explain this metaphor, but Basically, I'd rather have bigger relationships with a smaller amount of people. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I I feel like having a smaller circle is a lot less <laughs> stressful. I don't know. Yeah, as long as the person or group of people are not um, mentally draining. Mm. I know that, that that just means that you're in the wrong circle. Yeah. Um, Actually, I really, I, yeah. Square peg, round hole. What? Square peg, round hole. Oh, square. Like it just doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What no, were you gonna say? Though? Down. Actually, like I, I, I feel like I struggle with like just keeping my circle small. Mm-hmm. I love. Well, when you have such a beautiful personality and face, and oh, like God, I when you... the same thing about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Hold on, I was gonna try to fart. <laughs> it wasn't gonna work. Um, but when you are so like, people are easily able to gravitate towards you, and it's almost like they like are like we i need to see you i need to see you and it's like it's hard to say no to mm. people um it really is and sometimes I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like well i meet incredible people when i travel and it's like i just try to make everyone my best friend i feel like oh yeah I'm like i have to keep in touch with this person forever on a x amount of 
basis. I don't know. I just, I, I love meeting people yeah. and making really close connections and it's hard to maintain a lot of those. Yeah. Though. <laughs> but it's nice. Like there's, fr- I think we're all at that age where, um, if we're not able to see each other for a long time, it's fine. Like we're yeah. not holding it against each other. There are some people where I'm like, I'm purposely not seeing you or reaching out because it's like, I've already extended myself so much and yeah. it's almost like forced friendship. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's like one less person I need to worry about. So that's fair. But yeah. they're definitely like, there's plenty of people that I would love to spend time with. It's just, it really is very hard to find time. Like, it I would is. love to see more of, like, Rachel and stuff, too. It's just the schedule's hard. Like, my schedule's hard. I feel like I'm just kind of, when I have time, I will try my best. But don't hold me against it. Yeah. No, I deeply appreciate friendships where it's, like, we catch up once a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, six months. So you, you know? Like, like, the people that can, that you can just see so rarely. But it's, like, that. You just pick up, like, mm-hmm. that when you do get together. Like, I'm just very grateful. And, I mean, a lot of them are out-of-state or out-of-country friends, mm-hmm. so you have to be you have to be lenient. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... You have no other choice. Yeah, you yeah. really don't. But, yeah, I really... I do appreciate the people in my life that are just, you know, we'll catch up when we can. Like, it's very no... It's low to no pressure. And I feel like that's exactly what I need in a friendship. Just, like, no pressure. <laughs> a very chillax. Like, that's why, like, even when I, I remember when we went to your house that... One day it was like five of us and just literally me sitting kind of zonked out Mm -hmm. watching TV felt more relieving than having to constantly like make sure and check in with a friend to make sure like, you know, those friends that you're like, you okay, you doing okay, you having fun? Are you you doing okay? It's like, oh, I should never really feel like that. But there's times I think that our anxiety gets the best of us. Oh, for sure. I'm definitely, like, I know I said, like, I'm not the type of person to, like, really write them down. I think I might, I might maybe try to write down a couple of those resolutions as a board, as a, a means of inspiration. I like so. that. I, I think there's a lot of power in writing something down. I feel like you're just infusing more intention into it. Mm-hmm. And the stronger your intention, I feel like the stronger the outcome. That's so know. beautiful. Yeah. You don't have to be a New Year's resolution person, but... If you do have goals and intentions, I strongly encourage to write them down. You don't have to do a whole vision board, but like the more you get it, the more you get it, the more you the manifest more you, it, the more yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's I love it. That. I feel like that's a good way to, to to finish up, honestly. Yeah, that was a beautiful, beautiful note to end on. Let me hit this. That was a fart button. end on. <laughs> <laughs> one of these. Sam, to wrap us up, two things. First of all, I'm sorry your living room stinks <laughs> now. That's because okay. Of me. That's I, I got a candle over here to my left. I'll light another one if I have to. <laughs> We're good. Um, give me a simple joy. Ice cream that you haven't had in a long time. Oh, oh. Like a particular flavor, like a childhood flavor, and you're like, oh, I remember that when I was a kid. Oh my god! I actually, it's so funny you just said that. I just finished off a pint of chocolate chip cookie dough and i haven't had just like a plain cookie dough ice cream in forever and it used to be my favorite growing up yummy <laughs> yeah delicious dipping dots oh shit oh, i can't even okay the last time i had dipping dots surely was like darien lake which is a little theme park yep, uh yep. circa 2010 is probably the last time i had dipping dots oh my god it's so good i had it at the salins field this year i bargained two kids to give me 
two for the price of one on Dippin' Dots because I was like, I miss the cotton candy and I miss the rainbow ice flavor. So I said, why not both? Damn. Yeah. I love that. So, eat your childhood ice cream. Go eat. Yeah, that's what we're going to leave you on. Go eat your childhood ice, your favorite childhood ice cream. That is my mission that I am giving you, the listener. That's your homework. <laughs> Sam, where can we find you? Um, You can find me at... I'm going to give you my business website because I, my personal, I pretty much deny everybody to look at my stuff because I'm psycho. Um, <laughs> theroamingbuffaloart.com. So T-H-E-R-O-A-M-I-N-G-B-U-F-F-A-L-O.com. Um, otherwise, you can do the at symbol on Instagram at the Roaming Buffalo Art. And it's like a black and white logo. Can't miss it. Um, you could find me at my house in Kenmore. I prefer if you not to or at least knock. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's really it. Beautiful. Everyone go follow the Roaming Buffalo Art on Instagram. Thank you. Um, Sam, thank you so much for joining me. I love you. I love you too. And I love you guys, the listeners. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. You know where to find me. Look at subscribe. Podcast. <laughs> Look and subscribe to this video. Share with your friends. Uh, until next week, PCP out.